Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast. Live from the DSP Media Podcast Studios, I am IndyCar Tim. I am joined via remote satellite via the miracle of the internet by PGA of America member, live from Austin, by the way, Johnny Gerber. Hello, Johnny. How are you? opportunity to come down here and cover this match play for uh for us fan stream sports and also for uh golf central magazine so great experience got thrown into the uh got thrown into the wolves a little bit the last few days uh a you little did, bit didn't with the you weather. yeah a little bit with the weather and um things like that but listen man this is uh this is kind of where we're going to be probably progressing going on with uh with all of our shows and things like that so listen blessed opportunity I don't think I embarrassed ourselves too much this week being down there in Austin. They didn't. They only kicked me out of like one place, I think, when I tried to go through. So, Just one? Uh, that's it. That's good. That's good for us. That's good for us. I mean, that's amazing. So, um, you know, hey, look, look, good, good opportunity, and we got a lot of good stories and a lot of good things to talk about uh, with the world of world golf down there in Austin. So let's jump right into it. We will talk about the Corrales here after uh, the break, after we get through with the WGC Dell match play. Uh, things going on, they're already happening. Guys are already out um, down there in Austin as the world's top 64 players. I mean, not the world's top 64s, but pretty close, right, uh, yeah, in I mean, match it's, play? It's not really the rankings because yeah. they're a little bit skewed because, uh, you know, there was two guys like we talked about last week with uh, on Monday with Justin Rose not playing and JT not playing. Right. And also kind of the defections uh, from some of the guys that live – but uh, there was a few guys that were su- that surprised me that were in the field that I didn't really didn't really know that they were in the top sixty like Davis Thompson right um, you know he he surprised me a little bit and there was just a couple a couple other guys that, that surprised me when I when they were on the range and hitting balls right. uh, that were in the field so yeah a little surprising and and they hold uh, Davis Thompson didn't really hold his own very well. But there was a couple of other guys his first time in this match play that held their, held their ground pretty well. So it is the WGC Dell Technologies match play down at Austin Country Club, par 71, uh, 7,108 yards, a $20 million purse. And, man, there's – how many of these match play things do we have every two, three? We have three? We just, no, we, well, we have one for in terms of – and this is going to be the last year for the match play, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and, and they're not going to have it – I, I firmly believe they're going to get it back on the schedule they after after this year. It's probably not going to be down in Austin, down here at Austin at Austin Country Club. But um, you know they have the World Match Play, the European kind of DP World Tour style of it over in Wentworth. They have that, and then obviously with either the Presidents Cup and the Ryder Cup uh, every other year that they have. So so minimum around the world they have a couple, but. You know, it, it, it's a great format. There's not too many, and most of these guys love it, right? They they like mm-hmm. coming the match play format, especially a little bit of the Americans. You know, the European guys they, they play a little bit more match play growing up, um, and that's why potentially they have so much success in the Ryder Cup. But I think these uh, I think these guys I think these guys and they they really like this. And, and the majority of guys I talked to this week uh, in the interviews and stuff, they were they were a little bit disappointed that. The, this event's going away, and I, I firmly believe that's going to be back on the schedule next year. What's I mean, years. and it's it's always one of my I love watching match play golf. It's 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 just it's a little you know different than what we're used to seeing every every week. And I, I know the guys enjoy it, the players enjoy it. What's the reason for them wanting to get away from it? You know, it just fit, the, the schedule it fits pretty bad, and they you know losing the sponsorship and 
you know, with the changing, with the changing of, you know, the elevated field events, it just really didn't fit, you know, uh, when it comes to something like that, the elevated field events kind of put this out of the equation and, um, you know, it just didn't really, it, it just didn't really fit. So, I firmly, like I said, I firmly believe after they figure out the elevated schedule scenarios, it's going to be back on the schedule. <laughs> they may move it to a different time. I wouldn't mind, you know, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing it a little bit maybe in the fall um, to maybe potentially get ready for either the President's Cup right. uh, and or the Ryder Cup to try to get these guys' mentality ready for that type of that 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 type of competition because it's polar opposite than a than a stroke field event. It is. It's completely different to watch. It's a different mentality for the players. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of what makes it so enjoyable to watch, and it's got to be what makes it so enjoyable for the players is just they're mixing it up. It's not the same thing that they played last week that they're going to play next week. Uh, you know, you're more focused on a hole-by-hole hole instead of your your total score. And, and you know, we, we talked about some of the matchups before we came on the air. And there's probably guys that are shooting over par here. They're going to win their, you know, their, their match even though they're not playing well. You just got to play better than the guy you're paired with. And that's, to me, that's it's a completely different mentality for these guys. Yeah, and it's, it's you, know, you, said it, you said it right. I mean, you could shoot over par uh, and win a match, and you could shoot five. I mean, we've had a lot of those scenarios today. You know, you look at a guy like, um, you know, we had, you know, we really touted Sepp Straka, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of these guys that had some pretty good inter- interventions and dialogue with and watch him on the range the last couple of days. Is that you know Sepp Straka played really solid today, and I told him, I told him, I told you last night, man, watch out for this guy. The guy shot three under par and got smoked. Tony Finau, Tony Finau was seven under par after fourteen holes. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Corey Connors was yeah. was I'm sorry, Corey Connors. And in the same way with with uh, with Tony Finau with uh, with Christian Bezainhoit that we touted that we really liked. I mean, Christian Bezainhoit didn't make a bogey. Tony Finau didn't make a bogey, but 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 Tony but Tony made seven birdies and made five six birdies in a row. Yeah. And then you look at it, look at a situation like that. The guy is three or four down in the match. Then he's got to start pressing, right? He's got to catch up because he's running out of holes. It's just not he doesn't have three more rounds of golf to catch up. So. You know, you're looking at the, just the mentality is so much different, man, and, and that's a little bit of the cool part. But uh, you know, it, it, it's it's just kind of really cool. So let's talk about some of the matchups that we've got here. That uh, see how many groups we have left on the course. Um, not not a bunch. We've got uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I guess ten ten pairs on the co- on the course still. But let's start from those that teed off this morning. You had JJ Spawn five and three over Matt Fitzpatrick. Did you see any of these guys earlier in the week when you were there? Yeah, I saw them all. And you know, the cool part is, you know, I got there pretty early the last couple of days to kind of, you know, kind of my little deal is I like to watch these guys. And you know, with the, with being being fortunate with the access that I have, I was right there in their face, right on the range. I mean, I was literally ten. I'm sure, they 10 appreciated that. But yeah, they they you know a couple of them got a little soft eye on me, a little little crazy eyes. Like what what is this guy doing? Um, you know, I felt every once in a while I want to go out there and hit balls because a few of those guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could hit it better than them. But um, but, but you know, I, I'm I'm still friends with a couple of those guys, especially the caddies. So uh, so I, I, that's a little bit of the challenge, right? These guys are there working and they're not there to socialize. So that little balance for me was something new. Um, that I had to really learn and kind of step back when I need to step back. But I'll learn as I continue to go through this over the next few months, uh, being the reporter for, for us on FanStream Sports. But, you know, man, it's – yeah, I mean, Matthew Fitzpatrick as well as you've been playing, you know, the guy won the U.S. Amateur. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a match play guy. So I think he might have been batting a little bit of injuries. And to be honest with you, I didn't see J.J. Spawn – the last two days. So he was a little bit of a ghost and that's maybe a good sign, right? I'm always a little bit cautious of these guys that are on the range hitting golf balls that have all these gadgets and working on something and got track man, uh, as opposed to the guys that are just kind of warming up and know their game is in solid spot in a solid spot. And they're, they don't have all their coaches around and things like that. And there was a lot of coaches there just this week. Uh, so I kind of leaned away from the guys that were had all their coaches and, and had all the gadgets on them and kind of played a little bit more to the guys that felt free and, and were just out there warming up and felt good about the game. 
Uh, Sahi Thagala loses to Minwoo Lee one up. Um, not, not a lot, I didn't think, going on in that pairing. But the one, one of them I wanted to talk about was uh, Xander Shoffley 4-3 and three over Cam Davis. That was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah, it, you know, it wasn't really a surprise. Cam Davis hasn't really had good form this year. Uh, I know he's battled a few injuries. But, you know, Xander Shoffley, you know, he didn't do anything special, right? I mean, yeah. he didn't go out there and tear it up. He wasn't hitting it great on the driving range. Uh, you know, the guy, you know, if you take the guy to Cedar Point, he's going to be checked on to see if he's tall enough to get on the rides, right? So he's he's not a big guy by any means, but he's one of those guys pound for pound that hits it pretty good. He's not quite like Rory. And I want to talk a little bit about Rory maybe um, a little bit further on in, in, in the in the show. Uh, but, yeah, he didn't – I don't think Shoffley did anything special. He just kept it in front of him. Knowing Cam Davis just made some mistakes early – and Xander Shoffley just kind of plotted around. Uh, ben Griffin, 3-1 and one over Terrell Hatton. Uh, no surprise for me there. Lucas Herbert, 1-up over Russell Henley. Let's get into Rory a little bit as he wins 3-1 and one over Scott Stallings. What did you see out of Rory today? Let me go back a little bit. You weren't yeah. surprised about Terrell Hatton. I mean, the guy's a, the guy's a Ryder Cup stalwart. I mean, he's great in match play. And you look at a guy like Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin only gets in. He was Ben Griffin and Davis, that's another guy that was new. I'm going to tell you this right now. Ben Griffin, when I watched him on the driving range yesterday, he was a deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this guy with Terrell Hatton, as a bulldog as he is, as experience that he has in Ryder Cup, uh, I thought thought Ben Griffin was going to get smoked. And that's the biggest upset on the board because Terrell Hatton was like plus 225, I mean minus 225 Mm -hmm. on the board to win that. And Ben Griffin, and, and the funny part, I don't know if you watched the telecast, when Ben Ben beat him on the 17th hole, he was like, I, like he almost was like, I can't really believe I just beat this guy. Yeah, but Ben's been playing really, really well and really confidently the last couple of weeks. And I I just, to me, that it, yeah, on the board, it's a shocker because I know what the odds were, as you pointed out. But to me, it just wasn't that much of a surprise. I thought Ben Griffin's going to play well this weekend. And I'm looking for more out of him as, as much as I did today. <laughs> See, I'm going to go the opposite way with you, to be honest with you. I think that you always do. Well, that's why I usually win and you usually lose. That's That's true. (laughs) True story. No, but, but you know, it was, I, I, that, that one shocked me really. It did. Um, it really shocked me, but going back to Rory, we took Scott Stallings. Uh, we took Scott Stallings over Rory only because of the number. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, Scott Stallings was plus 220 or 220 to win that uh, to win that match. He wasn't really playing well, but I didn't really like um, I like I'll say this watching Rory yesterday. And this is going to be two parts and we can get into it a little bit now. Or we can get into it uh, at the end of the show. But there's I wasn't really impressed how Rory was hitting his irons and wedges yesterday, especially his wedges. Cause if we get into the technical as a golf pro part of it, his flights on his wedges, I didn't really like, but I will tell you this, how he drives the golf ball. And, and you can hear it by the tour players will tell you this all the time. When and when Rory drives the golf ball, he's the best driver in the world. He's the best driver of the golf ball that's ever. And I saw it and I, and it was, it was different. It didn't really, it didn't really catch me with his irons, but how he drove the golf ball on the driving range, it was like ultra, ultra impressive. But that wasn't the most impressive thing about Rory McIlroy that I've encountered in the last couple of days. So we can talk about it now. We talk about it later. Uh, let's let's get through all the matchups here, and then we can go back to Rory uh, before the break. Um, we'll talk about Bradley McCarthy during your picks. Same thing with Bazaden Hood. Denny. Denny. Uh, what I well Keegan Bradley and Danny McCarthy yeah, yeah. What, I, what I meant and then Tony Finau and Christian Bazaden who we'll talk a little bit about them Kurt Kitayama loses to Adrian Moronk two and one um, no surprise no yeah surprise. it's not a big deal uh, now Putnam three and two over Will Zalatoris was a little bit of a shock to me yeah I mean you know you look at you look at Putnam um, I'm actually friends with Putnam he plays in the same tournament that I played in over years in that Pebble Beach event so I had some really good conversations with with Andrew he's a good guy. Um, but he's that guy that is just not going to make mistakes. And I think Zalatoris, he hasn't really been playing well. You know, it's probably, this is what fourth start for the year. He's kind of that, that, you know, risk and reward type of guy. Um, 
and they were you talk about two con- contrasting styles and match play you got it and you know sometimes you know at this point the the the, the tortoise beat the hare mm-hmm. you know if if that's the easy way to say it and he just didn't make mistakes and he just let Will Zalatoris make the mistakes and he did uh Jordan Spieth over Mackenzie Hughes 4 and 3 uh, no, no, surprise. no surprise there, right? Yeah, that wasn't a no. big deal. I'm just trying to hit some of these big names before we get into your picks, before the breakers. Since we're trying to cover two tournaments here in the hour, we're going to be strapped a little bit for time. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, 2-1 and one over Shane Lowry. I just finished watching that one a little bit ago. Lowry was not hitting the ball well today. It didn't look like, at least on TV. Uh, yeah, and- but, but you're gonna, I'm going to tell you this right now. Taylor Montgomery is the next superstar on the mm-hmm. BJ Tour. He is, he had, and we've talked about him before and we've had him in a, in a lot of our picks, but seeing him up close and personal and watching him hit golf balls and watching his short game, uh, he's a big guy. He's a big, big guy. And, um, you know, man, I just really liked the way he carried himself. I liked the way his demeanor was, uh, Man, the, he has he has all the attributes of being the next superstar on the PJ Tour. Uh, and then, the, well, before we get into your picks, the other other one I wanted to talk about because this is my guy that I picked to win the whole thing. Max Homa three and two over Justin Suh. Yeah, Justin Suh got over his skis, right? I mean, yeah. he hit it. He hit it terrible on the range. He didn't play very well. Max Homa's the guy just not making mistakes. Uh, again, he's in that he's in that category, kind of like Andrew Putnam. You know, Max Homa's not going to beat himself. And you know, to be honest with you, you look at a guy like you know Justin Suh. You look at a guy like Davis Thompson. You look at Ben Griffin. Uh, you know, those are those those are guys that probably should be playing in in uh, in, in, in Dominican uh, Republic. Yeah, Dominican. <laughs> I'm, being I'm being serious. Oh, I know, I, mean, I know. Justin So was just over his, like I said, he was over his skis, and 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 there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it, you know, you look at a guy, Justin So, it's his fourth, fifth PGA Tour event. How does he jump up in the rankings so far to be in that? He's he, he's not he's not he's not the top sixty players in the world. He's he's super talented. Listen, so is Davis Thompson, but they're not the best 60, 64 players on the PGA uh, in the world. They're just not. So uh, I know you didn't have the best day today in your matchup picks, and you didn't pick an over an outright winner and and all no. that like like I did. I picked an outright winner. I picked who I thought would be a contender, and then I picked a ham sandwich. Good. Uh, unfortunately, my ham sandwich was Adam Hadwin at eighty to one, who's out today. Uh, but my contender is still in Jason Day at thirty three to one, and of course Max Homa twenty to one was my outright winner. I still think he's got a really good chance, especially considering some of these other guys that are out already. Yep. Let's get into some of your uh, matchups that you had coming into the into the day. Uh, these are from late last night, uh, and we just got them up this morning for everybody. But why don't you kind of give us an idea of what what happened here? Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at uh, Tom Hoagie there. That that was a really close match. I really watched uh, Aaron Wise yesterday on the range. He had a little two way miss, so I kind of faded him a little bit. I was kind of telling everybody fading his ball striking wasn't off the driver that I didn't really like as, as a, a guy that kind of can watch some golf swings. So I didn't really like him. And that, that, that match came down to the wire. Tom Hoagie didn't really play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, um, he was a favorite just because Aaron, just because the situation Aaron wise was. So we did lose that Scott Soling was, was, you know, that was one of those wild card picks, right? Yep. It was just, it was just something that I thought Stallings, Stallings can get it hot. Um, he just, he just got down early, um, to Rory and Rory just has the ability to, to kind of dominate that place. And he did once he got hot and he kind of toyed with him a little bit, you know, a little bad luck with Denny McCarthy, man. I did, this guy just disappoints me all the time. Best putter in the world. And he does. He, was, he, he lost the last five holes to push the match mm-hmm. to Keegan Bradley and a, and a guy that's been sick. Then we found out that he was, I found out in the presser. Uh, yesterday he was sick last week. He was supposed to play at Valspar, uh, but he didn't play. You had that kind of question why he didn't play, but he had uh, he got he was sick okay. last week, so he had to withdraw. So there we go. Um, I thought you know I thought that would kind of hinder him a little bit, especially at Austin Country Club, which is a tough place to kind of walk. And I thought his energy would be a little bit down. Thank God it wasn't hot. If it yeah. was hot, he'd, he'd have really struggled. Um, but you know that was a push. Zayn Hoyt again, you know, he just he just caught a buzzsaw with Tony Finau. He was plus one forty five. 
Tony, Tony was just hot, didn't make any mistakes, didn't make a bogey, bogey and made seven birdies, man. And it's just, you know, sometimes you beat yourself and sometimes you just get beat. And uh, Bazaden Hoyt just got beat. He didn't play bad. He didn't play, you know, he didn't play great. Sometimes but I think he was like three. Pickle in the pickle jar, you just got to eat that pick. That's, oh, that's true, correct. too. That is true. Very true. He just got beat, man, to be honest with you. He got beat to a guy that just beat him. Um, same way, well, I don't want to say the same way with Shaka, but Corey Connors just got, I mean, the guy just got crazy. High. The, the, the guy didn't even look like he was going to make a mistake. Like, he he hit every fairway, he hit every green, made putts. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I'm not, he, I mean, Sepp Straka, we touted him all week. I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, Straka watching him on the driving range, he's the best ball striker like from 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 woods to wedges, everything that I've seen in a long, long, long time, and he's a big guy um, that can. He, he just man, he got a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, didn't really make mistakes, man. But Corey Connors birdied the first four out of five holes. Uh, Seth Straka was down, and then towards the end, he kind of pressed a little bit. He won a couple holes out there on closing in the back nine but was still three down on the back nine, made a mistake on 11. that kind of got him four down and he pressed. So, you know, he did get boat raced, but um, I, I'm looking for Sepp Straka as good as he's hitting it to have a little bounce back day tomorrow. We'll see what his matchup is. And then um, Sam Burns minus 120 over Adam Haddon. We told you yesterday, Joey Cruz is a good friend of mine. I talked to him yesterday. Watched Adam hit a lot of balls yesterday, and I just didn't like what he was trying to work on. And we talked about that yesterday. I mean, Sam Burns, I don't think Sam Burns played great. Um, but I just think Adam Hadwin wasn't hitting good enough with the right. firepower for, for Sam Burns. And I talked to both of them. You know, the co- a coincidence that Sam Burns is caddy, Travis Perkins is a friend, and then Joey Cruz is a friend. So it was a thing that I watched. I kind of followed them around most of the day. And uh, Adam just, you know, after having a bad performance last week at Valspar, missing the cut, I just don't think his confidence was good coming into the week. No, probably not. And there were some other guys here uh, that I wanted to talk a little bit about before we get into the break. Um, guys still out on the course right now. Uh, and it, one that's kind of surprised me, Matt Kuchar's up, uh, two up over Victor Hovland through 12. Hovland, yeah. again, man, he's just struggling with the short game. He's missing putts. There's been some tough – I was watching part of this as they were covering it earlier. I mean, he's missing putts that other guys are making from twice the distance on the same line. And he just kind of – and he looks – He's showing frustration too, which which is which is tough to watch. Uh, but man, they say you know youth is lost on the young. But dude, Matt Kuchar out there showing them how it's done in Austin right now. You'll be you'll be so you would be surprised. And I forgot how big how big of a guy Matt Kuchar is. He's yeah. a big, he's a big dude. And you know, Father Time's catching up with him a little bit. He's got you know he kind of looks like you. He's bald headed and got a little bit of belly, man. Kind of strutting around that thing. And, you know, the cool part about Kuchar is what the hell has that guy got to lose? He hit he hit 20 golf balls yesterday on the driving range, shipped and put a little bit, and went out there and played golf, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, and then you're looking at a guy like Victor Hovland, and what's the common denominator you have with Hovland? He chips it bad around Pete Dye golf courses because yeah. it's hard to chip around there. And that's his kind of – that's kind of his nemesis is chipping, and it showed. I mean, it showed around those greens. He's had a lot of – five or six footers for par that he's missed the green. Um, and some of those holes that he's hitting driver like 12 um, and 13, some of those places can get easy, but he's missing the green a little bit. He's not getting it up and down because it's hard to chip around Pete Dye golf course. You saw it. You saw it at Sawgrass. Yeah. Every, I mean, you've seen these things with, with Victor Hovland. It's got better, but it's not really the way for a world-class player like he is, because I tell you what, he hits it awful, awful, awful good. And, you know he's chipping around there, but Kucher, Kucher, what the hell's Kucher got to lose? You know he's he's uh he's going down the sixth street tonight and have her fifth street, sixth street, whatever them sixth streets street, are down there. Sixth street, yeah. And also he's gonna he's gonna have a little good time tonight, and if he wins or lose, you know, you know he's just he's waiting for the Champions Tour, and uh you know hey good for him. Yeah, and I think he'll do well on, on the Champions Tour. Uh, JT posting three up over Tommy Fleetwood through twelve. There's a surprise. Yeah, um, I, I thought Tommy Fleetwood for sure. I mean, there's still a chance, but thought for sure he'd he'd come out of that pairing. Uh, and then maybe, maybe surprising to me, through eleven, Scotty Scheffler's only up two on Davis Riley. 
he won eleven, so he was only up one. He won he won two, four, and five. So he was he was three up. Riley won six and nine to take it down to to just one. And then Scotty Scheffler just won on eleven to go back to two up. It didn't surprise it surprised me a little actually that we talked about off air that you know, I, I picked a couple extra matches at the end yeah. here, Tom Kim, and I actually took Davis Riley. You know, that's my guy. That 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 Davis Riley yeah. is my guy. He's really good in match, but you know, you you're looking at battle of two U.S. juniors, right? Two U.S. junior amateur champions, uh, match play format. Maybe it's good for Davis Riley to be in this match play format because he's had he's really struggled with the the stroke play stroke play format, trying to catch up a little bit, making enough birdies to kind of get the lead. But he's steady in the shit, man. And um, you know, I, I I talked to Davis yesterday on the range. You know, there's no he has no flaws. Right. He, he just doesn't have any flaws in his golf game and he's going to be real steady. And it didn't surprise me. He was plus 230 on this match. And I said, man, I got to throw just a little bit on him to maybe knock off Scotty Scheffler. But Scotty's Scotty's just dominating so much. He's playing so well. He's got so much confidence. Uh, but, you know, Davis Riley's holding his own. And, and listen, Davis Riley's not scared of Scotty Scheffler. I mean, they've, they've known each other since they were probably 10 years old. So sure. there's not an intimidation factor yeah. when it comes to that. So, um, yeah, no surprise. I don't know if he's going to pull it out, but, but Davis Riley's not going to make a ton of birdies, but he's not going to beat himself also. And then the last pairing out there, uh, through 11, also Tom Kim one up on Alex Noren. Yeah. I told you yesterday, fade, fade Alex Noren. Uh, yeah, I watched him skull three chips on the chipping green yesterday. And, uh, you know, that's not good. Mm-mm. You it's know, like me out there, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but you, let's just say yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what just, I was going for. That's what I was going yeah, for. That, yeah, just say yes. And obviously, Tom Kim, you know, people are going to be cheering for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I told everybody fade Alex Noren just because I watched how his short game was. Um, and that, that was an even matchup, believe it or not. So I, I, I thought there was some advantage for Tom Kim. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on From the Rough on Fan Screen Sports, and we're going to come back on the other side, talk a little about some Corrales down there in the Dominican Republic. We both have our picks for that. We'll talk about the course a little bit, some of the uh, the conditions, and uh, the guys to look out for right here on Fan Screen Sports, and we'll be right back. Hello, sports fans. Fan Screen Sports. Law Group. I've known Scott Jeeves for quite some time, and he's just like us, a huge college football fan, but he's not just another PI attorney. He is a ferocious advocate for his clients. Scott Jeeves is a board-certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in Tampa Bay for over 30 years. He is an AV preeminent rated civil trial lawyer and certified circuit court mediator. Folks, these designations are not just given out. They're given only to the best trial attorneys. But more than anything, Scott takes these cases personally. I've heard it from his clients. He's a fighter you want on your side. Insurance companies hate it when they see you're represented by Jeeves. He's just different. 727-894-2929 or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. That's J-E-E-V-E-S LawGroup.com and tell them JP sent you. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive? fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had, you're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844 977 3477 or go to 
B-A-M-M-C dot com. Now is the time to make sure your home insurance is in order. In the last year, many of us have made improvements to our homes. So call the folks at Italiano and discuss these upgrades to make sure you have enough coverage. According to a recent report, almost 64% of homeowners don't have enough insurance on their home, which is their most valuable asset. Also, a great time to make sure you have flood insurance. Even if your mortgage company does not require flood insurance, your home could still be at flood risk. Another big item as we enter hurricane season is making sure your pool enclosure is added to your policy. Yeah. And there will be no issue at claim time. That happens a lot. So call your friendly agent at Italiano Insurance to review your policies today. 813-877-7799 or italianoinsurance.com. Attention, if you are home shopping or looking for a refinance, and even if you already have the approval letter, you must call my man Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services. Scott has a brand new program available in the greater Tampa Bay area called the Community Advantage Loan Program. Get this, no money down, no mortgage insurance, no points, no origination fee, purchase or refinance, and loan amounts up to $647,000. Now, there are some application requirements. It must be a single-family home, one unit, primary residence, and have a minimum 640 credit score. The program only applies to certain neighborhoods, so you have to call to find out if you qualify. So call Scott Fitzgerald at 813-294-7595 or email him at scott at amstampa.com. Now, even if you don't qualify for that program, Scott will shop your loan around, get you the best rates, and won't charge you the huge upfront fees. And if you've had issues with your bank calling you back, Scott will return calls immediately or at least the same day. 813-294-7595 or email him, scott at amstampa.com. Scott Fitzgerald, MLS 386-722, American Mortgage Services, 1000 North Ashland Drive Street, 1020 Tampa. Coming back at you. Now, more fans dream sports. Welcome back to From the Rough on FanStream Sports. I'm Indy Cartim, live from the FanStream Sports Studios in Dallas, and joining me remotely from Austin at the WGC Dell Technologies, John Gerber, PGA of America member John Gerber, inside the ropes down there here this weekend to give us the insights and the outsights and uh, lots of uh, information on what's happening. A lot of sights in Austin. A lot of sights. I tell you, you know, I – I don't come down here very often. I come down here to uh, to play with a with in a in a charity celebrity golf event, and uh, so I don't get down here often. Everyone kept kept telling me, "Oh, the weather's usually not like this." And but I'm gonna tell you something real quick. The weather could be hot. You all can have this traffic here in Austin. I do not need this. Is I tried to warn you. I ain't I, listen, man. I, I I love Texas and and I love living in Dallas and. But y'all can have this Austin traffic because it's as bad as it took me. So I'm, I'm I kind of stayed a little bit outside of uh, of the golf course because I just kind of want to get some work done and kind of broadcast there, come back. But I'm 18 miles away from the facility, and it took me an hour and 15 minutes with no tra- with it's not even rush hour to get back to the hotel. So. Um, you know, Austin, y'all can keep it weird, whatever y'all's motto is, but y'all can keep this traffic down here too because I don't need it. I mean, there's a reason I don't get down to Austin or San Antonio that often, like as often as I used to because I just can't handle the traffic. It, it just <clears throat> If I want to take a vacation and try to go to Austin, just I'm already in, in the whole vacation-wise dealing with the stress of the traffic and stuff, and it's just I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, as, as big of a city as we live in in Dallas, and it is big, I mean, it's mm-hmm. top ten biggest cities – the, the traffic, the, the infrastructure that we have in Dallas, not to really get off golf, but it is a little bit like golf, yeah. is they have done a great job in the infrastructure on what they do traffic-wise uh, for Dallas. Because I've never, I, you know, rush hour is a little bit, you know, iffy, but it's still pretty damn good compared to here. Yeah, so just, you know what, give me DFW all day over Austin, San Antonio, and by all means over Houston, because that is... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's on a different level, even above Austin and San Antonio. It's just it's yeah, horrible. So, but anyway, back to golf. Uh, and while all of the elite golfers are down there with you, Johnny, I mean, we'll count you as one of those guys. I appreciate it. Because you, you notice we didn't send you to, to uh, the Dominican Republic. Although you played there, right? You've played this course? Yeah, I played, I've actually played this tournament before. It wasn't at this tournament. It used to be the Dominican Open. Yeah. Um, but I, have, I haven't played this golf course. When I, when I played it, it was at uh, Casa de Campo. So it was, uh, it was, 
uh, you know, we played two golf courses and then there was a cut, but it was still at that time, it was part of the European tour. Right. So, uh, yes. Hey, listen, um, you know, you being my boss and all, I would have much rather you had me send me to, to Dominican, uh, then send me down to Austin for sure. But uh, well, next I time we'll you. know. I appreciate it. I love I love the Dominican. I had a great time in Dominican. I actually played pretty good, believe it or not. The the last time I played in the Dominican Open uh, in the Dominican Championship, which is surprising to me because I can usually uh, Nancy Gerber earmuffs. Uh, I can usually get in a little bit of trouble when you get mm. me down to some of those uh, Latin islands down there. See, and this is exactly why you are in Austin right now and not in the Dominican Republic, because Nancy Gerber specifically said, of course, who who's the financier behind this whole operation? He's the boss. She said, do not send him under any circumstances farther south than Austin this weekend. I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you got that email and set that up as as my as as the boss and the secretary both. So I appreciate that. <laughs> we got to do what mama says, right? That's that's right. So last year down here Chad Ramey claimed the title ahead of Ben Martin and Alex Smalley and of course he is back cuz he's not in Austin. Uh he's trying to repeat there if he wins again, he'll become the fourth player ever to successfully defend his title on the tour this season. Um of course Max Homa uh, achieved that uh, at the Fortinet Championship win, and then Rory McIlroy. Oh God, I can't say his name ever, dude. Rory McIlroy, after he retained his CJ Cup title, and then Scotty Scheffler, who won the uh, Phoenix Open for the second time in succession last month. Uh, ben Martin's returning to hope to improve on that runner-up finish. Of course, no Alex Smalley this time around. Yeah. Um, but Ramey isn't the only previous winner in the field. Joel Damon. Uh, claimed his maiden PGA Tour win in this tournament two years ago. He's now the world number one, and he's kind of had a rough go at it. You know what's funny is is you, you you talk about that Netflix show. What's the name of that Netflix show? Uh, Full Swing. Full Swing that I still haven't watched. Oh, man, it's it's good. You, ha- you have to watch. It'll give you some inspiration, even for you. It might make you go hit golf balls or man, chicken putt a little bit. I need all the inspiration right now. Uh, um, but man, he's Joel Damon's got a lot of fans now, just based on that show. Apparently, because I see his name all over the the Twitter verse and everything about guys not even necessarily really into golf that much, talking about what big fans they are of Joel Damon. And uh, I mean, I, we always have been; we've always been a fan of his. So, uh, Thomas Dietrich's the highest ranked player here at number eighty two. He'll be looking to take advantage of the relatively weak field to claim his first PGA Tour victory. And, you know, even though most of the best players are down there in Austin right now, uh, there are two major winners in this field, the 06 U.S. Open champion Jeff Ogilvie and your 2013 PGA champion Jason Duffner. Uh, But they're currently number 1170 and number 674, respectively, uh, in the world. So they're not really among favorites uh, this year. But, um, you know, the purse is $3.8 million, a far cry from the uh, $20 million down in Austin, but, you know, with the best players not here, it gives these guys, and we say it on all these alternate field events, with those guys gone, it just gives everybody else that much more of a chance to win and some guys to get their first wins. Uh, How do you see this thing playing out? Yeah, I mean, listen, the bottom line is, I mean, there's no bad players on the PGA Tour, even though this is an alternate field event it's a little bit different than most because if you look at a lot of these alternate field events that normally have like the british open um and they uh they they will have what's the other alternate field event they don't have the masters but there's two or three alternate field events usually the bigger event has a bigger field right so there's there's less guys uh top rate guys that are that are playing in this but with this uh without your phone going off uh, that's apparently, are they trying to get you to come down to, are they trying to get me to come down to, to Dominican or what? Or late, late, late known as? No, that's the, the PGA tour wanting to know why we we're only talking about the, uh, WGC. They apparently they weren't tuning <laughs> right. in. So, but looking at only 64 players playing in the, uh, the, the tournament here in Austin is, you know, you still have a lot of really good players that's really playing here. And the, the only benefit, the only non-benefit that you're not getting from this is you're not just playing, you're not going to get in the masters if you win. Yeah. Right. So that's the only thing, but you get, you know, you still get a, a lot of world, you still get a lot of FedEx cup points in there. And it, listen, guys, it's still a, what's first place, like 800,000 or $900,000. So, so yeah, that's what I was going to talk about next on this thing is, 
First place gets you over half a million dollars at 684000 Yeah. I mean, and then the, the rest of the top 10, so two through nine, still gets you over $100,000. And that's a long, that goes a long way in a Dominican. It does. I mean, you just, it's, there we go. Good hat. I like the hat. That about, about time, about time. That was but actually you know, Turf Life calling wanting to know I didn't have their hat on. That's it. That, that Terry Purdom's calling. <laughs> Terry called say, me. You, what, what are you doing, you know, Tim? <laughs> but, hey, uh, l- listen, it's still a PGA Tour event, and it's still, you know, it's still a great field. People were down there watching the golf. You're going to see still great players. And it, to be honest with you, if I'm honest with you, I'm looking at probably three or four of these guys on this sheet, probably a little bit more. The guys that we have on our card probably should be playing in the field this week at WGC because I'm telling you, Joel Damon, Taylor Pender, Emiliano Grillo, they're better than probably 10 guys that are playing in this. They just don't have those that ranking, however they're doing the ranking. So, hey, listen, there's still, there's still a great field there at the, at the Dominican. It's still a PGA tournament. Um, looking for a great event. It's it's one of those places when you get down on those islands, a little bit like playing the Puerto Rico event. You know, it's it's going to be windy. If the wind blows, you're looking at guys that 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 really want to kind of that play well in the wind. And that grass are playing a past palm grass. With if people don't know that's past palm, it's a really coarse kind of grainy grass. The ball sits up well, but it's it's spread out by uh, by the salt by by the salt water. Yeah, right. So it's a really coarse. There's there's you know, it's a pretty much wide open golf course, and and I'm lending to those guys that's had success there in the past. A lot of grainy greens. They know the greens. They know the way the greens break. Uh, they know some of the angles that they can cut off. So, uh, past experience is going to be is going to play a huge key when it comes to these guys having success this week. So yes, we talked about it being played at Corrales. It's a par 72. Tom Fazio designed course, by the way. So. No rest for the weary here, as you know, there may be a limited or a uh, alternate field, but the course doesn't care. It's still a Tom Fazio no. design opened in 2010. It's got six holes running alongside the ocean. And if you like those trios of holes with, with daunting names, you know, we had the snake pit there at Copperhead. You've got Amon Corner coming up over at, uh, in Augusta. This has uh, the final three holes called the Devil's Elbow. Uh, and then, of course, the last of those forces players to carry over the Bay of Corrales. So this is a fun course to watch. I remember seeing watching this, of course, in the past. Yeah. And a lot, again, with a lot of these guys not among the best in the world, it's even more challenging for them, which makes it even more interesting for me to watch because I love when the course wins. We know this. Yep. <laughs> and I think the course is going to win quite a bit. And, again, we've got Chad Ramey, the defending champion, coming back. Two other former win- winners, Joel Damon and Bryce Garnett. Highest-ranked player in the world is Thomas Dietrich at number 82. So, you know, a lot going on here this weekend, either between Austin or Corrales. Um, but uh, just a lot of golf. And, I mean, I think that the I think the Corrales is probably going to get lost in a lot of this, like the alternate field events do. Um, yeah. You know, normally you've, you, you may have – tournaments you know that are they're farther away from each other time zone wise i think and you may get to watch one in the morning and the other one in the afternoon it's not too much the case here i don't think but um i'm really going to be trying to especially saturday and sunday trying to split time between the two and i don't really to be honest i'm not depending on who's still in and the at the uh the wgc dell i may just focus all my attention on the corrales yeah, I don't blame you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of the same way is, you know, once you get to the weekend here and here, here in Austin, it's WGC, mm-hmm. you know, you only have a handful of players that are really playing. So you're just, it's, it's going to be a little bit mundane Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when it comes to that uh, for, for here. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you also. I mean, uh, I, I like those full field events when it comes to that with the alternate field events and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. I, uh, yeah, I mean that. Like, like I said, I, I agree with you, and especially when, when uh, we have a bit, we have, we're going to have a bigger betting field when it comes to this for for uh, for Putacana, and we're going to be rooting for some of these guys that potentially is going to make us a little bit more money than maybe that we're going to have over the weekend when we can only bet or root for a couple guys that we have money on. Um, you know. Here's a little bit of the struggle, I think, with WGC is once you get to the weekend is that, you know, those matches could end pretty fast. Yeah. 
you know, potentially could end pretty fast. And if it doesn't, you know, it, it kind of gets a little bit of kind of a little bit off. I was really surprised. I don't want, I don't want to take too much off of, uh, we'll talk about this towards the end of the show. I don't want to get too much off Putacana because I, I want to talk about it. It's a great, great event is I was really shocked of how little people there were this, that, that there's been this week. In there's Austin? No one, there's no one here. Well, like, they'll be there this weekend, though. I mean, weather's been bad. You said you said it was raining again this morning. Doesn't matter, man. There, today was the first round, and today's going to be the biggest field. Like it's the biggest field the next couple of days. There was no one here. Like, yeah, no but one. you got to think about the people that live in Austin, man. They're a bunch of hoity-toity, better than nows and holier than nows. And man, if it's raining, they they don't leave their house. I guarantee okay. if the weather's better this weekend, they'll be there Friday, Saturday. You know, to to, to watch what four groups? Yeah. Yeah, just I to mean, say they're there. It's like Dallas. You show up just to say you're there. I think they're here. I think they're going to be here just because the hospitality is going to be pretty good. Like the tents and the booze and the Tito's. I mean, the the, the owner of Tito's is here, just sure. going around throwing around drinks. That's why they'll be here. It ain't going to be particularly because they want sure. to watch eight guys playing golf. Right. Uh, the hospitality, you know, all the, every time I that's that's what I will tell you about Austin is every time I've come down here, hospitality's been great, and I like the. Uh, the hospitality of the kind of the old school Texas people, right? Super nice. I'm not really sure. I like the new people coming in from California. No disrespect to California people, please. All the California people watching the show, I love y'all. But you know, there's a reason why these <laughs> taking shots of California right there. There's a reason why the, the the new motto for Texas is "Don't don't California my Texas," mm. right? So uh, well deserved motto too. Yeah, yeah. So the hospitality for the for the most part has been great, but you know it's different. I, I, I I'm with you. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Putacana probably more than I'm gonna watch WGC unless we have, you know, we got a lot of candy riding on somebody that potentially can win. I mean, if my boy Homa is in it, you know, here in the, the final eight or so, I'll be I'll be in for sure. But if that doesn't happen, then I'll be all over uh, the Corrales. Let's get into the picks a little bit here, Johnny. Uh, and I'll get into mine first. Again, my picks are for entertainment purposes only. No wagering, please, because I am not the expert. Johnny is the expert. I'm not so sure I'm the expert anymore. I'm getting a lot of death threats and a lot of calls and things of that nature. Oh, you still got it. You still got it. I know. Just a, I know. Just a soft streak here for you. The devil's chasing you just a little bit. Um, so my picks for this weekend at the Corrales, and I hesitate to say the word Punta Cana on 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 air because I'm afraid I'm gonna get yeah, in trouble. You'll mess, you, you'll mess it up, and then we're gonna lose a, uh, <laughs> a lot of sponsors. So yeah. I appreciate just just say Corrales, and yep. we, we we'll stay on the air for a couple more weeks. We'll go from there. Yeah. So my picks this weekend, I pick a top, I pick a winner, a top ten, and a top twenty uh, on the normal turn, uh, stroke play tournaments. So this week, Johnny at eighteen to one, my winner, Thomas Dietrich at eighteen to one. My top 10, the guy with the weird pants and the weirder mustache, Eric Van Royen, at plus 300. He might he might not pass go. He might not collect $200 this week. I'm he might sure. not. He might not. That's that's a that's a stretch for me. I, I even recognize that. Uh, my top 20, though, uh, at plus 240 for the top 20, Aaron Badley. And I realized you have him also on your, on your card. That's all right. We got a uh, we got another uh, crossover here, and you got some former winners on yours too. I see here. Uh, Johnny's picks brought to you by Golf Central Magazine. Head, head over to golfcentralmag.com. Take a look at the March issue. Little feature of some fan stream sports stuff in there for you. It's it, you know it's it's not just a golf magazine. It's kind of a lifestyle magazine. Uh, people that are into travel and things like that. They it's just not it's not like golf monthly or anything like that it's a it's an entirely different type of experience for a golf magazine and it's it's head over there to golfcentralmag.com check it out online it doesn't cost you a dime to check it out online it's it's an amazing magazine get over there and check it out we appreciate their support johnny who's on your card yeah listen i I think we're gonna um you know last week we talked about on the monday show we kind of chopped a little bit made a little bit of money lost a little bit of money but i'm not i think this week you know, even though we've crossed a little bit, I kind of like what you're doing. Maybe these alternate field events, how we pick them, because I remember the last alternate field event, we actually both made some money. Yeah. Right? So maybe this is our kind of our deal to, to make some money uh, picking these alternate field events. But, man, 
I really feel like these top three guys that, that I picked as winners should be playing at the WGC. That being said, I'm just going to go ahead and make some money uh, with these guys winning this week, potentially winning this week down in Corrales. And I can say Putacana because I'm not drinking enough like you to mess this up and mess up our sponsors. So first Good. pick this first pick on this week on the board is Joel Damon at 20 to one, you know, past champion, man, there's no substitute for going to a place that you've had some success, you know, the golf course, feel comfortable, get out of some of that potentially cold weather and, and just go down there and breathe and have some fun. So, so Joel Damon, 20 to one. I love it. Taylor Pendrith, man. What do you say about this guy? He, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, this guy should be playing this week at, at, uh, at WGC. He's got something to prove going down there. Uh, so at 20 to one, also we're going to put him on our card uh, to have the opportunity to win. And Emiliano Grillo at 22 to one, super success, great win player, and he's grew up on this type of grass from Argentina, man. So he 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 knows the lay of the land there, loves the place. So uh, look at these guys have an opportunity to win. And our ham sandwich you picked this week at 60 to one, Charlie Hoffman. Only thing I, I mean, you, you you don't hassle the Hoff down there in in uh, in, in, in Dominican Republic, man. Right. He hasn't had good form. He's just now getting healthy. Solid ball striker, great in the wind. I'm looking at the Hoff, uh, looking at the Hoff to really get there at 60 to one, have an opportunity. Two top ten picks this week, as always. Thomas Dietrich that you have on our cross card there at plus 185. I like him, man. I like him in the win. He's a world-class player. Uh, I really think he's got an opportunity to show what he's like. He should, again, I think this guy should be in the field this week. Yeah. I really do. The only reason he's not, he's playing a lot more in the United States as opposed to playing in Europe like he normally does and not getting those points. So if he was playing in Europe like he normally does, he would be in the WGC as opposed to playing this. But I think, again, he's got something to prove a little bit like Taylor Pendrick does. Aaron Baddeley, plus one, uh, plus six hundred to finish in that uh, that top ten. I don't know who Aaron Baddeley is, but I know who Aaron Baddeley is. That's what I said. So, yeah. So maybe the misspelling, <laughs> maybe the misspelling in his name is going to is going. Oh, that's just that. Off. Yeah, that's autocorrect is what that yeah. is. It's going to piss him off enough. Uh, <laughs> piss him off enough to play play well this week and jumping in that top ten, so people maybe know his name again and we don't misspell it. How about that? So uh, we're going to jump back into our top 20 picks this week. I'm going to go with last year's champion, Chad Ramey, plus 160 to finish in that top 20. Again, it's really hard to defend, man. Just some of those obligations that you have to have as a past champion yeah. that might take him away from his game. I like the way he's kind of trending a little bit. He's, you know, he had a, you know, he played so well at uh, at, at TPC, having, having the second round lead. But, you know, I think he learned a little bit in that third round that's going to carry him a little bit going in, going into the rest of the season. Uh, so that might carry him to get in that top 20. Wouldn't surprise me if he won, but I just think maybe some of those obligations as a past champion that might hinder him uh, from, from, uh, from really kind of focusing on his game a little bit. And our last top 20, uh, Bryce Garnett, past champion there, plus 300, finishing that top 20. Knows the golf course, knows the grain, knows everything about it. Hadn't really been in great form, but again, you know, sometimes when you go to your favorite, uh, you know, your your favorite uh, restaurant or your favorite bar, you kind of feel comfortable. And I think that's a little bit of situation you're going to get with Bryce Garnett. Yeah, I mean, with some you know previous winners in here, I, I don't know anything about Bryce Garnett's recent recent game or anything like that, or for that matter, you know, the only thing I know about. Chad Ramey is what I've seen recently, and he hadn't played horribly recently. You know, he's been been in a couple of tournaments, so it's really it was tough for me to kind of judge all of this on a course I really know nothing about. But um, it's a lot of fun picking these things for sure. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I, I love these alternate field events. Like we talked about earlier, it's almost more love. fun to watch these than it is. It's almost like watching the I don't want to call it the minor leagues, but they're not the best players. You know, so it's 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 a roster of guys that want to be eventually on that. That that other course on these type of weekends, but it is what it is. Well, if you look, if you look at our picks, if you look at our picks that we have, uh, one, two, uh, three, three of our, our three three of our picks this week out of the eight last year played in the WGC, mm-hmm. right? And and like I said, I really think Pendrith, Grio, 
Thomas Dietrich are, are, are three of the top 100 and are three of the top 64 players in the world. If you take out Davis Thompson, if you take out uh, Ben Griffin, um, you take out some of those guys that I watched this week on the range, I'm just going to tell you this Taylor Pendrith and Emiliano Grillo and uh, Thomas Dietrich, uh, they're, they're, they're better players uh, day in and day out than they are. So that's why they got we got them on our card this week. So, yeah, I, I love these alternate field events for a lot of reasons. It gives us, to be honest with you, it just gives us a lot, another opportunity to make some money. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Really done. So, yeah, that's where we're at. But um, I, I, I did. I, I want to jump into something that I know we talked a little bit of earlier. Uh, you know, just a little bit of insight. I know we got a little bit of time here, and I want to finish up with this. And uh, I know I, we've got a lot of calls with some people that you know all the scrutiny with LIV golf and and, and the PGA Tour and and the status and the status of the PGA Tour going forward. And just the opportunity to go out there uh, for this is kind of my first event with as a reporter, being inside the ropes uh, as a reporter, not as a player. Yep. Um, man, I tell you what, I, I I've never been more impressed with with a person that's a superstar in sport than Rory McIlroy. And here's where I say that is you know following golf and, and being in golf for all my for for the majority of my life. This guy, this guy is a rock star, and now I know having personal interaction with him the last couple of days, asking him questions, being being next to him uh, as a, as a reporter. Now I know why that the PGA Tour and the guys around the PGA Tour and the in the commissioner are putting this leadership role and moving forward the PGA Tour on Rory McIlroy. Um, you know, I've been very blessed in my life to be around some of the best athletes in the world, some of the most iconic athletes in the world. And to be 100% honest, I've never met in person someone more impressive with people than I have with Rory McIlroy. Now, Tiger was my, Tiger was impressed, but Tiger wasn't in his heyday of really being the top person in the world in golf or top recognized. He wasn't really good with people. He wasn't the most approachable person, was he? Even he was, for he, even for other tour players, he wasn't. And I'm and, and 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 the reason I say this is I kind of been down on Rory a little bit, but he, how he how he I watched him as afar. Watched him literally walk. I don't want to say he's Palmer-esque, but he's a little bit like Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone wants to kind of throw that moniker on, on Palmer, that, that that was Phil or somebody like that. But I had a really cool little ask a Rory question in the media center right before he got in the media center with him. And he, he literally, when he got done off the range and he got done practicing, he literally – like looked at everyone in the eye and it doesn't mean, you know, outside looking in, you don't think about it, but when you've been in kind of inside those ropes, he, he literally, when he, he didn't shake people's hands, he's just not really that way. Um, but he looked you in the eye when he was talking to you. And yeah. when you ask him a question, he wasn't this very kind of vague uh, answer. He looked you in the eye and I, I was more impressed with him as, and, and listen, Roy McIlroy is a superstar. Mm-hmm. He is oh, but biggest name in the game right now. He is a superstar, and uh, and to be honest with you, he deserve he deserves that title of a superstar. And I would I I I've never it, this is the first time in a long time, and maybe ever to be honest with you, I was I was so impressed with him. Uh, it's hard. It's really hard to explain. I'm not the, you know, me, man, I'm not the type of guy. I've never, I've never been a starstruck guy. I don't, it's just really not my deal. And it wasn't being starstruck. I was just really impressed how he handles as much as he has on his shoulders, how he's handling the simple things. Yeah. Right. Which was more impressive, which was super impressive to me, just how he kind of interacted and generally talked to people, whether it was, you know, a super, a bigger reporter than I was, a Rex Hoggard or, 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 or a Todd Lewis, or it was just me. He right. treated everybody the same, and I was super appreciative of that. And uh, like I said, man, the game, is in, the game is in great shape moving forward if they continue, if nice. Rory McIlroy continues to be on that realm and that kind of uh, moniker and, the, and being that trophy of, of him. And I was impressed. 
I just want to say that, that, you know, I just really want to get kind of get that out there of uh, how impressed of a person I was, uh, right. a, a person he was uh, kind of moving forward awesome. out there having some interaction with him. So you that's know, awesome. He, well, so we'll be watching Rory here this weekend, along with all the guys down at the Corrales. Uh, and then we will be back on, well, Donnie will be back on Saturday, right? With your, yeah. uh, your, uh, your, 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 preview for the weekend and everything that's going to be happening at both tournaments we'll be back on monday as a show to recap the corrales and the wgc and then we'll be back on wednesday to preview the valero texas open down in san antonio next week we are from the rough on fan stream sports that's johnny and i'm tim and until next time boys and girls y'all keep hitting them straight Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com.